Hey guys, a uh, little bit of a different uh, episode this uh, yeah. this week. Um, it feels weird cutting in. Just gosh, like this. We, it's yeah, so it's so funny. Uh, we really hyped up last episode our uh, deep dive. Oh my god, we super did. Yeah, I was so excited I for was this super, deep yeah, dive too. Uh, we still have a really nice, big, long deep dive for you today. Um, however, if you are a Patreon episode or a Patreon subscriber, first of all, thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, but second of all, you probably have already heard this. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we are actually, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, we were unable to get to our deep dive, which we are still very excited for. Um, yeah, that'll be our an upcoming. We one have sure. a guest for that one, um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Uh, it will be upcoming. Um, but, uh, because of the unforeseen circumstances, we are going to, uh, reuse a Patreon episode that we recorded. Um, yeah, this is our deep dive into the entire Obi-Wan show. Yeah. We, we spent two hours talking about six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and, uh, it's been kind of sitting, it's been on the Patreon for God, what, like seven yeah, months for a now? While. Like, I think it came out in like. June, July, something like that. So folks who are on the, like, like Tim said, folks that are on the Patreon have heard this already. Um, but this is going to be new for everybody else. So I hope, uh, y'all enjoy the conversation. I remember having a really good time talking about this show. I really enjoyed, I think I remember being really like positive about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still have my, I, I don't think my opinion has, has changed much. Um, uh, but you'll, you'll see it. I don't think so either. Um, if, I feel like public opinion has kind of changed a little bit. At least that's my perception of it. I think Andor has like. Yeah. So speaking of Andor, of uh, if you do like this, we yes. are scheduled to uh, be doing an Andor discussion. Very similar for the Patreon yeah. exclusive. Um, so mm-hmm. Patreon subscribers, uh, we apologize for this week, but hopefully you'll have that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that conversation. I hope that that's not a four hour episode, but somehow I see it happening. Yeah, I, 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 I do not want it to be a four hour episode. Uh, no, uh, I don't either. I have a, I have an idea. I, I mentioned this like off yeah. mic. I have an idea on how we tackle that. So. But yeah. Um, so yeah, just wanted to pop in and, and kind of explain what was going on. Um, and so with that uh, said, um, yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy our discussion on the Obi-Wan television show. Galaxy's first Patreon exclusive episode of the New Republic Archives. Hell yeah. We're here to do a uh, movie. Well, this is so standard. Uh, Dually genre Patreon practices like movie reviews. I know they've done some TV shows before, but it's just the two of us and we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it still feels like a New Republic Archive show. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're here to ex- chat about extra. Obi-Wan. I'm excited. Yeah, that was a show that just happened. Uh, Gary, did you watch 
Obi-Wan. I, uh, no, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> rolled into it being like, I would love I. to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Jedi. Yeah. If I was ever to get a lightsaber that was like modeled after a, a character lightsaber, it would be Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Oh, that's a good thing. I don't know if I would do, I, I don't know if I like the Obi-Wan Anakin Luke style all that much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the dark side, uh, the way that they make them usually because there, they're more th- like interesting. There's a, there's We're a already thing not talking here. about Obi Wan, but We're yeah, already not talking about Obi Wan. There's a thing here though yeah. because, like, I'm thinking about if I was to make a lightsaber or if I was to pick a night a lightsaber for aesthetics, it might not be Obi Wan's, but I pick Obi Wan's because I'm sentimental about Obi Wan. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, got it. That makes sense. I did watch Obi Wan, Tim. Um, I also did watch Obi Wan. <laughs> um, I was thinking we were just going to have like a few minute episode where we just said, "No, we didn't watch it." <laughs> then... The end. I'm sure Scott would be delighted. <laughs> I messaged him to let him know this is coming and everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. we should uh, do mean... like real intros for people who don't know us. Oh yes, um, I just assumed that everyone would know us. Uh, yeah. Um, I am Tim Garcia. This is my co-host, Gary Roby. Hello, hello. We do New Republic Archives. If you haven't listened, it's a uh, bi-weekly Star Wars show that alternates between, like, uh, we call them Bantha episodes, banter episodes, talking about, like, news that's come out and, like, actual deep dives into uh, different parts of the Star Wars um, oeuvre. Story. Yeah, we we do any Star Wars story. Yeah, we've done Um, legend stuff, canon stuff, books, movies. Yeah. The Ewoks um, TV show. The holiday yeah. special. <laughs> Lots of fun Yeah, we'll stuff. do any of them. We did, a, we did the Christmas album. We did do the Christmas album. That was a delight. Um, that was such a good one. Uh, I loved that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty much any Star Wars medium we will do. A, we, will, we will do. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we have a hard time being, like, on top of new Star Wars content. So that's not what that's not what that show is. So us getting together to do an Obi-Wan chat a week after obi-wan has uh completed is uh yeah. i think good timing for us yeah it's pretty good uh this is like some of the soonest we have uh talked about a piece of content i think i think so too uh maybe light of the jedi we did pretty soon after that one came out but That's we didn't do true. that we didn't do a deep dive that was just a band that was also episode. not the week after it came out though yeah 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 but i was just trying to think of what the next closest that's thing probably was. the next closest thing um as far as deep dives i don't know but uh, we're not going to deep dive into this one. We're going to do just kind of an overview of the full season. Um, yeah. So with that in mind, uh, what did you think of the show? Tim, I loved the show. I mean, I, I feel like I was going in with a... I was highly optimistic. Um, I'm really just happy knowing that, like, you McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen were back. I have a big soft spot for the prequels because I grew up in the early 90s and... Um, have always just been a huge fan of those characters. We, uh, you got me into Star Wars The Clone Wars, like, long before we started this podcast. And I've watched that through, like, multiple times. Like, I'm just so enamored with the dynamic of their relationship. Um, I was worried when that when the, uh, there was a rumor, like, weeks and weeks before the series premiered, about how Vader and Obi-Wan were going to duel three times in the show. And I was like, three times in six episodes? That's way too much. Um, yeah. And yet, and yet, we do get three Anakin Obi fights, and they are all really well done. I had a great time with this show, Tim. Well, we get two. We get two Vader, Vader fights and one Anakin, and then fight. one Anakin. But I'm gonna. Yeah. I, it's he's still Anakin. <laughs> yeah. 
they're very clear about um i would have okay anyway we'll, we'll get we'll to get it there. but um yeah um my overall thoughts really like the show um it it definitely kind of sagged in the middle for me okay um i think this show combined with boba fett really pushed the limits of the technology of the volume. I would agree with that. Um, sometimes uh, some of the issues that a lot of the internet had and some of the issues that even I had um, with the show, I think were like how they were because of how they shot it. Um, that makes sense. And uh, Do you think it's the only still but, limitations of the volume as we talked about when we did our, um, we chatted about some of the Boba Fett stuff over on our main show. Uh, yes, I think it, I think it's still that, um, I think, cause they were, they would have been filming both of these probably about the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. I would uh, think this so. one's probably soon after like, but, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Boba Fett had not come out yet yeah. but when they're filming this. Um, so they're relying a lot on, uh, this technology. Um, the, the volume for anyone who doesn't know, it's the big, uh, led screen that they use for a lot of the backgrounds, yeah. um, uh, which is awesome. It's an awesome piece of tech. I love it, but some things you just can't do, like uh, chase scenes. We're yeah. finding is a little difficult. Uh, There's in not a enough big space. Soundstage, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you can't really run into the distance or anything like that. Um, you can't have long tracking shots or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's exactly the thing. It really like, it, yeah, it makes them choppy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they really that I was surprised that they thought this would be a good idea, but there's a scene. I think it's in. Part four, mm-hmm. um, where uh, they bring in one of the T forty sevens into yeah. the hangar of uh, the base, and uh, Riva is fighting it like with her lightsaber, and it's very clearly like just on the volume, like it just and it doesn't look great, and she's just kind of flailing around. Yeah, you know they didn't really give her a lot of like. Now that I think about it, like I, you're completely right. Like I was so, I was watching these when they dropped, which for us in California was at midnight, right? Um, and so there were a couple episodes that I watched the first time I watched them really early in the morning, and I I just wasn't engaged in that way. But now mm-hmm. that you say that, I could think about that scene and how that shot is set looking out of the hangar bay on the Fortress Inquisitorius. Yeah. And it's just sky and that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a it's, video uh, game. It's like a video game, Tim. If you're looking, if you want to follow along, it's 2840 into uh, part four. Uh, but it's very clearly she's standing in the middle of the volume and the T-47 is like, on the screen. Not projected, but it's on the screen, and they just kind of have her flail around. That's, uh, yeah. And there's not really a connectedness to it. It's just sort of like... And in fact, if you look at that scene, and I mean, again, I don't know if it's just because we know how it's done now, uh-huh. but, like, you can very much see, like, where the screen starts, and it's like, oh, that's the end of the, you know... That's wild, the scene. yeah, so it's, totally. Um, but yeah, but anyway, that... Those small gripes with, uh, notwithstanding, uh, sure. very good movie. And like I said, or not movie, but I think it, it should have like been a movie. movie. And it I think it should have been a movie. I think it, it definitely been was supposed to be a movie from what I'm heard, from what I heard. Yeah. Initially. Do, you, do you think is, um, this is the pivot after solo kind of, no, I don't want to say tanked, but like it definitely didn't hit the numbers they wanted it to. I'll bet you it's that, but also COVID. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think I think the pivot came like the one-two punch. Like Solo didn't produce very well, and then, um, you know, neither did. I mean, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Did okay. But uh, and then COVID hit, and then they're just like, well, we can just put everything to our streaming service anyway. That's true. Um, so I think it was the one-two punch. But that's just me, again, speculating. That's um, fascinating to me, though. I mean, Ewan yeah. McGregor's back. I think I think that it is definitely, like, it feels like it's playing on good graces. And, well, Let, I don't know. Let's go, yeah. let's go back, let's, let's go um, character by character. So Ewan McGregor's yeah. back. Ewan McGregor's back. I, uh, I love him so much. Um, seeing him now, 20 years later, reprising this role, um... I really loved how nuanced his character is. There's a lot of growth and, and change that happens for him across the course of the season. And um, I'm just really impressed with, like, the performance that he gave. Like, I, f- I feel like we've spent more time... To- well, yeah, like, we've spent more, t- more time with him in this show. No, that's not true. Maybe it's true. I feel like we've gotten more screen time of Ewan McGregor in Obi-Wan Kenobi than we probably got of Ewan McGregor in the prequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. Prob- easy. Easy. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just, I'm just so happy for him. Like, I, I think he did a great job. I love... It was like he just, it was like he was just putting on an old, yeah. you know, pair of, it's, it made it seem so effortless. So yeah. It's just like, yep, yeah, no, I've been doing this. This is fine. Um, it was just, yeah, this is Obi-Wan. He's back. Mm-hmm. Um... It was just very, very, you know, awesome to see. And it's just, that was kind of all I was signing up for in this show. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't expecting it to do a whole lot. I'm just like, just give me more Ewan or Ewan doing like yeah. Obi-Wan stuff. Um, so, uh, and he did, he did great. Um, he did, you know, he was kind of cheeky sometimes. I really loved his arc as Obi-Wan that goes from kind of the hopeless I've failed. Uh huh. You know, I've got this one thing, this one mission to protect Luke and that's it. Um, to kind of wake, no, I didn't, you know, this is just the next step of my life and we can kind of, um, let go. I mean, the whole series is about letting go, right? It's about letting go of the past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, every character has to let go of something, including Vader. Um, which is yeah. interesting that they decided to do that. Uh, cause, uh, to me, uh, Revenge of the Sith is about what happens when you don't let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that one, the whole thing is he's like, no, I've had this vision. I don't want to let go of my family. You know, I, I won't let what happened to my mom happen to you guys. I will do whatever it takes to prevent yeah. this from happening. Exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just like, you gotta, you know, yeah. it's just, um, you gotta let go sometimes. So, um, and then this, this series is about doing that, which mm-hmm. I think is great it's about, you know, Obi-Wan learning that you see, um, Vader learn it, you know, it's, it's weird that they had let Vader learn it, but definitely Reva, um, Reva Moses Ingram uh, did yeah, we'll such a Reva. fantastic job. She was awesome. Reva. I thought she was great. I thought she was super compelling. I am always really fascinated by uh, Inquisitor characters because, like, all the ones we've gotten to know well are tragic. It's right. always a tragedy. 
you can't do like a happy dark side story. No. You can't do like a happy dark side user. You're right. That's true because like they're motivated by fear and anger and hate and, and tragedy. Like yeah. So and tragedy. something tragic. Ha- you don't have like a wholesome happy family and then turn to the dark side. Exactly. Like, but the, then the thing, the thing that I really appreciate about that is that, um, wait, what about Palpatine? Does Palpatine have we don't trauma? Know, we don't know anything about his family. He seems like a happy Sith Lord. <laughs> Well, now he is. That's because he's achieving his... Uh, You're right. He's achieving his... Uh, You're right. Yeah. From the moment we meet him, he's like on the upswing and yeah. uh, doing all right for himself. But you're right. Like, I think that that's why I think Star Wars villains, um, especially like dark side users in particular, are so compelling is that they aren't just like mustache twirly evil villains. Like, they're not evil for evil's sake. They're not doing it for like... Out Except of greed or... Uh, yeah. yeah. Palpatine is... I'm glad we have at least one. I I'm think glad we have at least one. I'm glad it's we need like more, the cackling I feel like Emperor. we need more of those. We need more like evil for evil's sake. They're just evil. Because yeah. that was like 60s and 70s like kids I'm stuff. I'm thinking about like dark side users as Bond villains right now. And just like how some of them are well, mustache. Christopher Lee, Lee, of course. Christopher uh, Lee. Man with the golden gun himself. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Reva no. Was great. Uh, I thought Reva she was did great. great. Um, and then um, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. So we don't have like a behind the scenes yet. Not yet. We'll we'll have that soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess for how they did Vader uh-huh. with the voice was the same AI technology they used for Luke in Boba Fett. Um, the, the AI, uh, like, voice thing that they used. Mm-hmm. Uh, because with Boba Fett, they used... Um, or not With Boba Fett, for, for Mark Hamill's voice, they used, um, like, all the original dialogue as data, but they also used him reading... Or no, his uh, radio drama stuff. Oh. Um, they used all that, which is, like, what, 12 hours of... Okay. Not quite, but probably you know, around 10 hours of dialogue, uh, for him. So that's a lot of data to train the AI mm-hmm. for Vader. I instantly, I was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds too good. Like it sounds perfect. James Earl Jones for that time, because we've had oh. James Earl Jones uh-huh. reprise his. Yes. Yeah. We've in had uh, him Rogue One. In Rogue One and in Rebels. Yeah. Um, he's been back and, it's and like he not sounded quite not quite the same. Cause he sounds older. Right. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, it's cool. Um, but at this point I'm like, dude's 90, like yeah. he's retired. I, you know, like, and he sa- and I was like, holy crap, that sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's also giving like a emotional, like it's giving an emotional thing. So yeah. I, I was thinking, I'll bet you they still use star Wars, but uh, I know that James Earl Jones read the King James version of the Bible. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah. Um, I would, Tim, that's very, what? I would love if they used, I mean, it makes sense. Like you, you're just looking for like voice data from a time period. Right. Granted, he was a little older when he did that, but, um, also up until the still. point that you said James Earl Jones, cause we went from Hayden Christensen to. No, 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 no. I'm getting back. I'm going to tie it back around. Oh, um, okay. Okay. so I think that Hayden Christensen Probably, this is again a guess. Yeah. Delivered the lines and they had the AI adapt over his 
voice would be my guess. Oh, that's fascinating. Because some of the ways that Vader said certain things, I'm like, man, that sounds weird to hear James Earl Jones say that. But I could totally hear Anakin saying that, like Hayden Christensen saying. Yeah. That. Oh, my. OK. Um, that's amazing. I don't know. That's you're my, right. We're speculating. Again, that's my guess. If that's um, how they did it, though, that would be incredible. Because um, it's it's a real blending of the two of them. I do think that this show really did solidify for me that. That even in the like in the original trilogy, like Anakin is in that suit. Like I knew objectively, like that's Anakin Skywalker. He's Darth Vader. Yeah. But like they've always felt so removed from each other in my brain because 20 years is a long time. Um, but I yeah, watched the show feel, and then I watched like I, New Hope and was like, that's Anakin. Yeah, it's the same um, the same feeling I have watching the prequels and then watching Clone Wars. I feel like those are different Anakins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, it, no, that's the canon, the same thing. But in my brain, I'm just like, no, those are not the it's same. It's so easy to look at them um, as different people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, um, I, I don't know. I haven't watched A New Hope since. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to see it as anything. But like, no, this is A New Hope. This and this is Darth Vader. I've just yeah. watched it too much, you know, but... Um, yeah, no, it definitely helped bridge the gap a lot better, I think. I think so, too. Um, I thought it was really and he good. And he was great. Um, I loved him even for, like, the, the short, like, flashback scenes that I'm super glad we got. Oh, the flashback scenes. I was so happy with that. Um, whole fight is really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I love it. I wish they had de-aged them a little bit. I feel uh, like they didn't do yeah. anything for that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, they're supposed to be a little, they're both supposed to be a little younger. Definitely. Um, I did. Um, I saw a video from not somebody who worked on this series, but someone who does like vis effects on um, like film and stuff talking about how um, when you use that de-aging tech, like you lose the nuance and subtlety of expression in certain actors. And she she was explaining how she understood like why they didn't want to push it too hard because he's giving such a good nuanced expressive performance. And if you put that de-aging over it, you're going to lose that like characterization that is coming through. And like, I also wish that he looked a little bit younger because he's clearly a 40 year old man, but, but I I thought it was still such a good, like he looks good for 40. Like I can forgive it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he looks good for being 40, but he's still, um, yeah. Yeah. Like at least a little, a little more makeup or something. I don't know. I'm not a makeup artist, but exactly. Yeah. um, I don't don't know what this decision was like, um, or, or what the process behind the scenes was like. Cause yeah, he definitely like, this is supposed to take place before attack of the clones, that flashback. Cause he still has both hands. Right. Um, so he should be like 19. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little, that's a little younger. Yeah. (laughs) Just Um, a little bit. But yeah, anyway, uh, it was still cool. Um, we'll get back to the characters, but since we're talking about that fight, uh, Uh first of all, awesome scene. Incredible. Um, but, uh, how, one of my favorite things about this one, um, I know I didn't particularly like how dark it was all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. But because it was so dark, 
The lightsabers looked freaking they awesome. They look on this amazing. Show. They look they so good. So cool. The the prequels um, started or not prequels. The sequels started this sort of um like having the lightsabers actually cast the color of their light like on right. the surfaces and the folks that are holding them. And I think that this is just dialed up enough that it's really like vivid in a way that it's, I like. It's super vivid and all I think part of it is just like every scene is super dark. Yeah. Um which is not always great. Like I there was plenty of parts I'm like gosh, I cannot see anything that's happening on the screen right now. Um but that said, it made the lightsabers look super cool. Yeah. Uh, and I liked that. Um, back to the cast. Um, how did we feel about uh, Joel Edgerton? I, you know, I read a tweet. Um, I try not to do that. <laughs> like, Maybe it was even before, I think it was like someone who works on the show, like before the show came out, being like, oh, thank George Lucas for hiring Joel Edgerton yeah. to play this character back in Attack of the Clones, because he is an incredibly talented actor. And I I think I like Owen Lars a lot more now than I did from just the bit we see of him in New Hope. Yeah, he was very cool. He was very cool. Uh, Baru is amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. She. She got to be like a badass in this. She was a best. She was such uh, a badass, which I loved. Uh, her and and Owen uh, both got to be badasses. Definitely. Um, so that was super uh, cool Bonnie to see. Peace. Yeah, I'm trying to get her name right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they got. They gave her. Um. They gave both of them something to do, which is kind of nice. Uh, the thing I keep thinking about after watching their performance, especially in the last episode uh, when Riva is coming, um, is that in New Hope, when the Empire shows up, they they fought for their lives. Like, yeah, I I never thought of them as being fighters necessarily. But like they they went as far as they could to protect that boy, and I admire the hell out of them for it. I think they're incredible. Yeah, very awesome. Yeah, uh, and yeah, they gave you know they did some cool badass stuff. Um, but yeah, um, lest we forget Vivian uh, Lyra Blair, the best Bless. little Bless. Uh, Leia. I love her. She was incredible. She did such a good job. She was exactly how Leia should be. She looks the part too. Yeah. Um. She was just perfect. I watched the first two episodes with mm -hmm. uh, the folks that I worked Star Wars Celebration with, and all of us watching those first two episodes together were just like, "Oh my god, I love her so much! Oh, she's so incredible!" Right. Yeah, she's perfect, and it's so funny because I felt so stupid because I'm like. Before Obi-Wan came out, I'm like, this whole show has to take place on Tatooine because I cannot yeah. imagine anything that could pull Obi-Wan away from Luke. And watching literally the first episode, I felt so dumb. I'm like, of course, of course. there is another. There like, is this is another. the perfect way. It's so important. It's so I was important. like, this is the only thing that could have pulled her, pulled him away. I yeah. was like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and such a cool, like even fake out. Like you thought that like. Because they show a little Luke in the beginning of the... They do. In the beginning of the thing. Like, he's watching him and he's, like, you know, 
doing the basically doing the same thing we see him do in a new hope which is going vroom vroom with his yes 10 speeder exactly um and uh so so you're kind of like okay we're gonna see a lot more of this like little kid luke but like he can't even he can't ever meet luke because this is we can kind of meet him but like yeah but he can't like have an adventure with him Uh uh-huh exactly because Um, luke has to see him he has to he has to believe owen when he says that he's just a crazy old wizard yeah yeah that wizard's just a crazy old man yeah um but yeah so um yeah, but you don't have that those same restrictions with Leia. I don't know. It's just it's just awesome. She was great. When when um, when Bale calls him and is like, "We need your help," and he's like, "I have a duty to the boy," and he's like, "What about your duty to his sister?" Like, yeah, both of them yeah. are important. Yeah, I thought that was it was great. Yeah, it was um, so good. Um, let's go with the Inquisitorious. Sure. Uh, Rupert Friend? How do you say it? Rupert Friend? Friend? Friend. I think it's Friend. Friend. Okay. I think um, it's Rupert Friend. Uh-huh. Playing the Grand Inquisitor. I thought, he, I thought he did a great job. I thought he did a great um, job, too. It was very clear that his, um, his costume did not let him move his shoulders. <laughs> nope. Um, he very, very much had that Batman Forever, like, you can't move anything. Yeah. And, uh... Like, immediately evident, at least to me, that I'm like, oh, this dude can't move. Like, he mm-hmm. is having a tough time. We got um, that bit of his speech in the original teaser trailer, where he talks about how the Jedi um, are compelled, right? Like, the way you hunt a Jedi is through patience. And when you get the rest of... When you get the full monologue in episode one, in part one, um, by the end of that, I was just like, he's incredible. I think he's doing such a good job. Uh, he's very compelling. Like, yeah, he doesn't look the same as he does in other media we've seen him in, but I don't care. Like, yeah, he, he looked, I think he looked good enough and it's, it was great. Yeah. I thought he, he did awesome. a great job. Um, um, I think he was limited by his costume and that's about the, the only bad thing I could say about mm-hmm. it. I like seeing like him and Vader side by side. Like I like the, um, hierarchical relationship that the Sith have because like the Inquisitorians are not true Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like that, I highly recommend reading the, uh, Darth Vader comics. I should, um, that take place immediately after Revenge of the Sith, because some of the first stuff is all about him setting up the Inquisitorious. That's, um, including recruiting the grand inquisitor, um, who the Grand Inquisitor was before. Um, yeah. He's actually in a couple episodes of Clone Wars, uh-huh. uh, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, so they talk about him as a temple guard um, and kind of what happens. And then uh, there's a lot of like Vader training the Inquisitors, which is That's really cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll, have to, I'll have to give that a shot. Um, Sorry, there's sirens going by. It's okay. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, Sung Kang as the fifth brother. I thought he did a great job. I uh, It was really interesting because I didn't really think much of... I didn't think we were going to get a lot of the fifth brother. I thought he was going to be more of a, like, um, like background character the way the fourth sister was. Did we even yeah, get Yeah, she really name? was, like, the fourth... Yeah. Um, so I didn't bother until, like, 
the end of the second, maybe the third, I think it was the third episode that I like looked him up because there's the conversation he has with Riva. Like they're like in the alleyway face to face. Like there's like a animosity that's happening there. Yeah. And um, I was like, this guy's doing a really great job. Like, who is he? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> like, it's always a delight when you find, like, when an actor can really, like, disappear into a character. And I know part of that must be with costuming in this series in particular, because the Fifth Brother's costume is really, like, you only get a little bit of his face. Um, yeah. But we but, see him in other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, uh, which is, it's cool to see. Um, but yeah, I thought he did a good job. I thought that was cool. Um, and then we, we mentioned the fourth sister. She didn't really get a lot of, uh, time. She had a couple. Yeah. I know nothing uh, about her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't really see her much on screen. Yeah. I think she uh, shows up in like a couple of the first episodes and then. Yeah. Rhea Kilstedt is her name. Okay. Um, and she really only shows up. Yeah. Uh, I think obviously in the any any of the ones where all of them are there, but um, this is a good time I think to th think about like how do the Inquisitors like work? Is it like um, like do you get called up to the big times once you're like completed with the Inquisitors? Because you played Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Um, so you, you see like the kind of Inquisitor training ground when you get to the Fortress Inquisitorius. Um. So do you think that, like, once you do that, then you get to, like, there's, like, a farm system, and it's like, oh, we lost the last second sister. Let's pull up either a second brother or a second sister, or... I don't know. I is there, like, always, always a certain amount? There, I assumed that there was only a certain amount. That, like, every time they bring... When, when someone ascends to be a proper Inquisitor... That they get right. assigned whatever the next number in the sequence is. And so we know that there are. 12? At least nine, right? At least nine. I think there's an 11th someone that shows up somewhere. I have um, to Because we see. Uh, yeah, so we see the ninth sister in. Uh, in uh, what's it called? The. Uh, in the uh, what's it called? You know in, that uh, video game that we were just talking about. Yes, Fallen yes, 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 yes. Um, so let's see. Um, I just pulled up a Nerdist article, which brought them down, brought them back. Uh, I just easy, easy reference. Yeah. Obviously, second Thank sister, you, Grand Inquisitor, second sister from Fallen Order, third sister we meet. It's Reva. Fourth yeah. sister is uh, the cool girl that was uh, we see in the show see, like, briefly in the show. Uh -huh. Yeah. Fifth brother we talked about. Um, sixth brother is in the comics. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, he apparently died at the hands of Ahsoka Tano. Oh, oh. Uh, two, two years after Revenge of the Sith. Is he the one she got her, the crystals, the kyber crystals that she turns white from? Um, you could be correct. She that's in that happens in the Ahsoka um, novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. Okay. Uh so yeah, I think that's the one. Um Seventh Sister we meet in Rebels. That's um what's her face? Yeah. Um why am I blanking Buffy? Um Um Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. Uh so yeah, so she played that. Um Eighth Brother also is in the Rebels. 
Um, he gets killed by Kanan. Doesn't really do. He like jumps around. He's one of the ones that flies around with the helicopter. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninth sister we meet, um, which I love. You said in Fallen Order, uh, anytime, she's big, and I love her. Anytime we can get, what's it? Uh, the Duratan is that the name of the species? Um, the Pan- Panada is no, also Duratan, one. No, Duratan. Duratan is the name of the orc from um, Warcraft. Oh, you're right. Uh, I, I think you're close, though. I think you're close. I'm looking up. Dowatin. Dowatin. Yeah. Um, too many, too many fandoms in my, uh, in my head. Yeah, I guess you. Tenth brother, uh, is also in the comics. He's in the Dark Lord, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comics. Gotcha. Um, and then eleventh sister and twelfth brother, they appear briefly in the pages of Darth Vader. Okay. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, we got I, 12 so much so far. Yeah. And none um, of those numbers repeat, like as far as we right. know. So maybe, maybe they have a lot of, of folks that go through training and don't make it. Probably. I just didn't know if like, you know, second sister dies and then they're like, oh, well, we need to pull someone up, you know. And was second sister the second inquisitor of all I, time? I don't like, know. We don't see her in any of the comics, so no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I would, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think that that's how. It, I don't know if that's how it works. Like, why? Like, the numbers feel arbitrary. Yeah. They're like they get to you get to pick. What number, uh, brother or sister, do you want to be? <laughs> uh, like uh, in Formula One, what's you get your to favorite pick your number? Driver. Yeah, you get to pick your driver number. I'm going to be uh, the 42nd brother. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, Do you want to yeah, talk some, like some of the arc of the story? We haven't talked about like the yeah, overarching no, no, no. plot yet. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so... Take, take us through it. Uh, quick beats. This is just going on memory, but like first episode introduces Obi-Wan on Tatooine, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's working at... It what is essentially a butcher shop, but it's like a stall out in the desert where they're carving up some giant creature. It's a fish. It's a fish. Because I love this because Tatooine used to be it's the second show in a row where they've briefly mentioned that Tatooine used to be a big ocean. Yeah. Uh, basically. But it hasn't uh, rotted like it's been a long time since it's been an ocean. It's been there. Like, so it's been curious, preserved. I guess I, I'll bet you it's been under the sand and as they get. As the wind blows around, oh. it un- it's like preserves it under the sand. But then, as it That's comes, they have to be really quick and get rid of it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Carve it up while it's um, while it's there. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, that's super cool. Um, so he's he's you know living his life on Tatooine. He tries to buy the little um, t is it a t what's the toy? Is it a t six? Not a t six. T sixteen. It's t sixteen. Um, he's got the toy for the T-16 that he buys from Jawa. This is the first time we see a Jawa's, uh, language subtitled. Yep. Which I thought was incredible. Uh, it, it made him feel like a real person and not just a little guy. They're, they're slowly making those, um, Tatooine creatures into, uh, more of like. People. Actual species. Yeah. Like, so we got the Tusken Raiders and Boba, Boba Fett and uh-huh. now we're get and, uh. 
We also knew more about the Jawas in Boba because we knew yeah. they were very furry. Or was that Mando? I don't remember. I mean, or, we've was seen, one of the we've Mando seen in, them a lot. Uh, we see them in Mando, uh, and then we hear about them being furry in in, in Boba. Boba, I think. Yeah. Um, um, it was one of the Mando episodes of Boba. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no. And then now, we, you know, they've got the little thing. But they're... <laughs> He was still funny. I like that little Jawa. So he, he tries um, to give this toy to Luke. He like leaves it outside the homestead, the Lars homestead, in the evening, and then later in the episode we get that um, confrontation with Owen where he's like, "You need to leave him alone." Right. I just um, love that. So I love this yeah. toy because obviously he. By the time we get to a new hope, he's got an actual T sixteen, but he still plays with the toy, and he still plays with the toy. Um, but I remember, I just imagine, like, imagine having that favorite, like, Hot Wheel or something, and then, like, by the time you're 19, you have the real car. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like, so I'm cool. Like, what a I'm dream. Like, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's really cool. Um, so, of course, he loves the T-16. Um, but, yeah. So, um, yeah, very cool. Um, we're introduced to a Jedi character that's being hunted by the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. So, this is when the Inquisitors um, show up. It's uh, Riva, the fifth brother, and the Grand Inquisitor himself coming to this little cantina. Uh, I would you call this a cantina? Like, are all bars cantinas in Star it's, Wars? Yeah, it's just a little. It's just a yeah. It's like a little outside bar yeah. market thing. Uh huh. It's like in like a little bazaar sort of space, and um, is hunting for a Jedi. Had heard rumors that he had like helped the barkeep here, and. This is when we get that whole monologue I talked about earlier, where, like, the the key to hunting Jedi is patience, because their code is like an itch. They can't help themselves. And um, we out this uh, this Jedi. This Reva throws something at him, and he, ca- like, a yeah. knife? No, he throws it at the bartender, and he catches it. And that's how she points out Pegs, like, who the Jedi in the bar is. But the Grand Inquisitor stops her from killing him. Um, yeah, which I is the, do, the the big thing with this is it's showing that the Inquisitors are hunting Jedi, how yeah. they're hunting Jedi. They talk about um, how and he's it just sets scraps. up. Right, right. But it sets up it sets up something. So if we go through every scene in this, we're going yeah, we to be six hours. You're right. Uh, so it's uh, but basically it sets this up is like character. Introductions, this, Tim. Yeah, yeah. But th- we You're barely right. meet this Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter who this Jedi is, but this is like where uh, yeah. we get well, Reba no, it, it, it being matters. disappointed because she wants to go after bigger fish. And it, it matters because this Jedi goes to Obi later and we see the first like, you know, the Sad call to adventure Obi. to Obi one. Uh, and he, he turns to it down. his lightsaber. Yeah. And he's like, no, get out, hide. We're done. Like, yeah, fight's it's over. over. Um, there is no that, fight so that, anymore. Yeah, the fight. Yeah, so lost that it. sets up the whole thing with Obi Wan, whereas he slowly starts to realize there is still a fight. Yeah, and we can still do this. Um, but at this beginning, he's very uh, goes down, and they Broke. end up the Inquisitors end up finding this dude and absolutely wrecking him and it's hanging him over awful. the market. Which is, I get it, but like, also, are they like, do they think there's more Jedi in that market? Like, who's the warning for? You know what I mean? Like, or it's is it more the like town because they harbored him? That's true. But also, yeah. It's like, oh, make sure not to harbor more, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
yeah. we this is like after that sequence is when we get the confrontation between uh, Owen and Obi for the first time. We can see that strained relationship. Um, right. Reva threatens Owen directly, and yeah. Owen doesn't break. Uh, fifth brother stops her, and everything is fine. Um, but that's like the sense of that. Uh, and then we get, this is, I think we cut to like Leia being introduced. I, I love yeah. little Leia so much. She's incredible. She She's gets incredible. She I gets love, kidnapped. Um, oh yeah. Please. Before we get there. I like seeing I, Alderaan. That's literally what I was about to say. I was just trying to say that I love seeing I'm so Alderaan. sorry. It's okay. I was going to no, say that she gets kidnapped by Flea. She does get kidnapped by Flea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just cool to see Alderaan because we've barely seen it at all yeah. in canon, uh, at least in, on film. Uh, we, we briefly see it at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, and then, uh, yeah, not much more. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just cool to see. It's like, yep, that's Alderaan. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her doing some royal things, which is kind of cool. Like she's, oh yeah, she's a princess. Yeah. Doing princess things. Doing princess uh, But things. she's also like, you know, running, jumping, climbing trees, that sort of stuff yeah. too, because. Hanging out with her, her droid Lola. I love Lola. Yeah. Lola's great. Uh, you can, you could like immediately purchase Lola from galaxy's edge after this show came out. It's just hilarious. Um, there were people with Lola's at celebration, like the day after the episode aired, it was wild. Yeah. Nuts. Um, Um, but yeah, so she gets gets kidnapped by flea. Yeah. In a very, um, Oh, uh, very minor note. Uh huh. Um, I believe, one of the one of Flea's crew, uh huh, um, is an alien called a Falline, um, which we do see them in Clone Wars. But uh, of note for uh, Legends fans, uh, Prince Sizor, the uh, main antagonist of Shadows of the Empire. Uh, was a Falleen. Yo, uh, that's cool. So I was very stoked to see one of them on screen uh, in a, you know, I was like... Aren't they with people in g- Clone Wars? Yeah, I thought I just said that. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, Prince they're, are from Clone Wars. Sorry. My, when, the way you, I don't know, my, it's hot <laughs> in my recording yeah. studio right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, the, the, they're in the Clone Wars, um, and Prince Sizor is from... Um, Wait, was Prince was that Prince Sizor in I don't know uh, if he was Clone in Wars? I don't think Clone so. Wars. I don't think so. But I think it's like um, his species. They show up in our part of the they run the Black Sun Black Syndicate, Sun. which is yeah. what that's from. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, which is different than the Crimson Dawn. Yes. There, there's different colors and they're sun related criminal but organizations. Uh huh. They're different. After the Black um, Sun, the Crimson Dawn rises. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so uh, I, I was just—I just wanted to say that because I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so so she gets kidnapped, right? And this is Bale and Breha calling Obi to be like, "Please," and Obi Wan's like, "No," and then Bale's yeah. like, "Well, I'm gonna come get you myself if I have to." And he does. I love Jimmy Smith. I'm happy he's back too. Yeah, uh, he's great. Uh, so then the rest of the show is basically, you know, a, a Princess Leia rescue mission. Yeah. Uh, for a good solid time, um, some just we'll just hit some some beats. We don't got to go through the whole thing, but yeah, we don't um, do beat by beat. That's it's too much. Little things in episode two that we'll we'll talk about. Um, Tamora Morrison cameo. Hell yeah! 
Um, that dude's down for anything. Like he just wants to be in any of the Star Wars. Yeah, it makes uh, me really happy. Old clone veteran, which made me think a lot about like there must be a bunch of those. He's uh, supposed to be from the five hundred first, right? Uh, I, I heard people so, talking yes. about that. Um, you could you should be able to tell by his armor, but yes, I believe he's probably five hundred first. Yeah, because uh, he's he's blue, which is the yeah. Five uh, O First for for people also who don't know is like that's yeah. Anakin's. Those are Anakin's boys. Yeah, those are his clones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not clones of Anakin, but like, but like yeah. they're like his yeah. squad. Like he led the Five O First. But yeah, it makes me wonder like what ha- like we start to see in, um, uh, you know, Bad Batch. Uh, Bad Batch. Yes. Uh, the them start to slowly get replaced, but like. What happens to all those clones? Like, what do you just get retired? Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like I was talking to some. Do you feel, do you we go, feel do like that? There's like joint society. Like there how? should be like Bad Batch is an example of like these commandos that work on like as like their own. But there should be like a whole. I would think there's like a private security that's just like all clones. That's interesting. Where they work for like Zerka or you know the, the seeing- Karelian stuff or like stuff like that, and like they're basically you know uh like like the you know military contractors uh-huh. that you would hire to like protect your ships uh from pirates and stuff um yeah yeah definitely cuz yeah um like like yeah i'm thinking about like we know that that lucas was really inspired by the vietnam war and like it 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 sort of set the tone for how the rebellion against the empire like sort of thing played out in the original trilogy and now thinking about like the way veterans are treated when they come home from from war and like how there are a lot of like homeless folks who are veterans from like that sort of time period and then seeing this homeless oh, even now time first period, yeah, yeah even now time period uh um, yeah you know yeah it's interesting um i love it I loved the little cameo. Made me think a lot. Me too. Um, we get Ewan's daughter. Yeah. As a cameo. I thought that was fun girl. too. Uh, which is hilarious because... Uh, She's like, I used to have a dad once. He, he <laughs> literally walks up to her and he says, I'm looking for my daughter. <laughs> it's so good. I think which it's is so hilarious. good. Uh, <laughs> um, we meet... Um, oh, God. I almost called him Kingo. Uh, no. um, Haja. I was just watching Haja. Haja I was just watching played by Camille uh, Nanjiani. Camille Nanjiani. I was just watching uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, I was catching up on Miss Marvel. Nice. And they were talking about Kingo on one of the episodes, <laughs> and it made me laugh. Um, but yeah, we meet Haja like as a fake Jedi. To be a Jedi, yeah. But he's like actually helping Jedi. Like, is he part of this like path that uh, Ta- Taja uh, later is going to? Yes, he is. I he's love not that. necessarily always helping Jedi, but he's helping um, people escape, basically, uh-huh. if they need to. Refugees. Um, but he, he he's will like help. part of a life. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool, even though he's like a bit of a criminal scum, dirtbag, taking money from folks that he's trying to help. Like, at, at the same time, he is helping. Like. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. And then he, yeah, later on, he does. He helps a lot. Yeah. Um, definitely. 
Um, we the Inquisitors show up. They almost get them. Blah blah blah. You know, Obi Wan has like scenes. a cool espionage breaking into the facility that she's that Leia's being held at uh, yeah. moment, which I think is really cool. Um, we get a moment where he sees a guy who works there, and then it cuts away, and it's like pretty clear to me that he like jumped that guy and took his uniform because he comes inside wearing the like gas mask and the whole gear yeah. of the folks working in the, in the spice lab basically and yeah. um he saves little leia which is fantastic she does not trust him at all where's the army she says yeah um and then the inquisitors are chasing them and third sister betrays the grand inquisitor in a moment that made uh very dumb people on the internet very angry yes Um, stabs him in the gut oh what they don't care about canon blah 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 and i'm like my first thought was like well this is dumb because we know he's gonna come back that was my first thought was like like I guess if you're just watching canon. this, they're just going to bring yeah, him back. I was my first thought was not like, oh, my gosh, he's dead and they they don't care about anything. My first thought was like, well, this is not really like a like I'm just waiting for episode five or six when they bring him back. Yeah, he'll thought. be fine. He'll show back yeah. up. He was just a stab through the gut. Like, yeah, it's, which we've it's, now he, seen. So it's not many like people he's live got, from it's sliced in half. Yeah, but I mean, we've literally seen how many people get stabbed through the gut now and, and oh or shot God. in the gut and live. Uh, a most lot. prominently, Fennec Shand. Yeah, She's got her, her literally abs of Shand. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. Um, and uh, the big beat that she tells uh, Obi Wan that Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker is alive. alive. Mm hmm. Um, that Lord Vader would be pleased to meet him, and yeah. that she, he didn't know. That's the thing. Like, people were, I saw people on the internet being upset that, like, how did he not know about Vader? But, like, he's also living in a desert cut off from everybody else right. in the entire galaxy. Of course he doesn't know about Vader. Right. Not. I feel like not many people know about Vader. I also feel like not he's many not people exactly know He's not exactly the poster boy of the Empire. No. Uh, he is uh, of... He's special forces. He's he's kind of special forces. He's kind of consigliere. He's kind of like you're not supposed to know about Vader. He's sort of like outside of the. Uh, if you know about structure. Vader, you're in danger. <laughs> right. Uh, or you're very very high up. That yeah, also true. Um. So they escape. They get to a different planet. Uh, that looks suspiciously like um, they're sent there by Haja. He's like he he's yeah. the one who gets them out he's on the like a cargo there. transport. The planet we go looks suspiciously like um, southwestern United States, uh-huh. which always cracks me up when the when the sci-fi does that. Yeah, uh, it's like I think I've had a hike here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Star Trek used to do it a lot. Like, <laughs> it was like there'd be exterior shots, and I'm like, this is just like the hills, the canyons outside <laughs> uh-huh. of L.A. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of Tatooine, not a lot of Tatooine, some of Tatooine is southwestern United States. Um, like the that's that shot where they're like Moss Eisley Spaceport to uh-huh. find it. And that's that's like a canyon in California in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can hike out there. Um, um we get meet picked Freck? Up by a friendly. Yeah, a yeah. friendly Freck guy. His name's he, Freck. He's, he's a rodent. A- He's a, naked a mole rat. Like a no, no. He's a um, not a mole rat. He's a, he's a uh, naked mole rat. 
He's not a not a mole rat. He's a mole, like a star-nosed mole, like an actual mole. He's got the like frilly, um, kind of fleshy bits around his snoot. Oh, wow, I had no idea that was a real um, thing. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, he's like a mix between the two because um, he's like if a mole rat was a star-nosed mole. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like he's a not, combo. He's not, like, super fuzzy or anything, right? Right, right, right. But he's still, like, his face still looks like a mole rat. I like Oh it. my it's god, he's Zach Braff. Yeah, he's Zach Braff. I didn't know that. Uh, which is funny. That uh, is He funny. did a great job, but he is an Empire loyalist. Yeah, and yeah, they hitch first a ride. chance he gets. And there's, the like, the, the flag on the back of his truck, and um, it's that yeah. moment of, oh shit. Yeah, he turns him in. It's messed up. Um, but he's uh, rescued. Very, they're all rescued very quickly by um, Illyria Sand. Or I, um, I love her. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, what is Do her real name? You have her name in front of you. I I'm pulling think I it still up. Have the cast uh, up. Indira Varma. Yeah. Uh, she plays Tala. Tala. Uh, Tala's great. She did such a good job. Yeah. She did such a good uh, job. Um. Very cool. She's a undercover Imperial officer, which we've now gotten on a few of those in canon. We have, um, what's his name from Rebels? Uh, he, uh, I don't, the he cool sideburns guy. He wasn't he didn't start that way, but he becomes that way. Yeah, uh, that's Callus. Um, Agent Callus. Thank you, Agent Callus. Um, yeah, she's she's awesome. So she helps them and she shows them the path mm-hmm. um, where we get um, basically where they. Smuggle either Jedi I or love that Force there's users an or people. Ro- ro- railroad for Force users, yeah. like or suddenly, it's really for anyone, but it yeah. You know. Suddenly, I feel like less concerned with the fact that like oh, there's so many like Jedi running around. Like it's because like there's a support system. Yeah. Like. Which Quinlan Voss be. is still around. Quinlan Voss is somewhere, which is awesome. That was I the big love win. that. That was the big uh, thing with the show. Like, Quinlan was here. It was cool. I mean, anytime you can get, like, one of the original cast to say, like, an obscure yes! background character. Hear- hearing you and, say, Quinlan and then getting, like, excited, like the actor is getting excited. Even though you and McGregor yeah. does not, has no clue who Quinlan Boss is. No. Let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, it makes me super happy just for the fans uh-huh. um, and it was small enough that it wasn't really a distraction it was just like if you didn't know who it was it's just like yeah it's a Jedi that he knows like that's <laughs> that's all that's important really it's all that's important um, really and then for those of us who um, watch Clone Wars or who's, who've read the comics or read Dark Disciple Dark like Disciple. know know who Quinlan is a little more intimately and it's like oh he's still alive he survived Order 66 like I love that guy yeah um I also just, Vader's... I want to, oh, I want to poke at Tala for a second here because she like really influences and inspires Leia in a real way. There's a moment here in this episode where Leia asks her, um, like, is it scary to pretend to be someone you're not? And she tells her that like, yeah, it can be, but like, she's doing it because she can do good. Like, this is the only way for her to be able to make a difference in this, in this, uh, system that is, has built around them. And yeah. we will see Leia take those lessons to heart. Um, right. 
I just, I love it so much. So yeah, this, this whole adventure is very formative for Leia as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not just about Ov one overcoming yeah. his trauma. Um, Vader shows up. Vader shows uh, up. It's, I love horror villain Vader. Which we get a lot of in this. Uh, but it's yeah, so third good. sister was the one who got them to, uh, to here. Um, and there's a quick fight that is over very, uh, like I said, very quick, um, mm-hmm. where, Ob- I'm sorry, Vader basically just, like, lights the floor on fire with some, like, and then, coals like, or something. Drags and Obi-Wan's then, like, force, through it. Yeah, like, I... Force picks up uh, Obi-Wan and then just drags him through it and roasts it. I thought this was uh, silly. I didn't like this. You didn't like this? I didn't like I thought this. it was awesome. I mean, I, why wouldn't you? I, like, I, like appreciate i get like this is so anakin yeah (laughs) but also like i just thought it was kind of silly because like he puts the fire out and then tala saves them by starting the fire again right that's the part that i didn't care for the actual him picking him up and sliding him across the fire i love that one because yes it's very anakin it's so anakin anakin's so funny In those so in those same Vader comics, I was just telling you about. Yes, one of them opens with him like I don't know if you'd call it meditating, more like ruminating. Uh huh. On that day in on Mustafar, okay, and he's like replaying it in his brain, and that's exactly what he does to Obi Wan in his fantasy: is picks up Obi Wan and slides him across the lava and lights him on fire and leaves him for dead. Wow. Uh, so it was very cool to see, like, them basically using that, like... I mean, Vader is gonna be, like, this is his life, his whole life now. Yeah. Is a consequence of this exact moment for him. From Revenge of the Sith. And, like, it makes absolute sense to me. Like, he's not even here to, he's not here to kill, kill Obi-Wan. He's here to make him suffer. Right. The way he suffered. Um... There's a a trend starts here from uh, the beginning of so we're like starting with this one, but it's uh, continues not just through the show, but through the entire original trilogy Okay, of uh, Vader just pensively staring at his prey getting away. Yeah. Um, Vader's patient. He's not really, but that's I mean, the whole point, not, right? He's like, not patient. But like. No one so can like, really escape. Like Vader, Vader will always at this come part, back. He's that he's just letting him go because I don't know why. I don't. He's know absolutely why. just letting him go. Like there's literally no reason he can't put that fire out or he can't pick up the droid with the force and you know maybe there's literally no reason. I don't think. Like there's a part of me, there's a part of me that's like, oh, he wants Obi Wan to suffer. He's like dragged him through the coals and is gonna let him go. Now Obi-Wan is going to suffer psychologically. But, like, Anakin's not smart enough to do psychological warfare. That's not, that's not, yeah, that's not Vader's style. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, it's not at all. But, yeah, he lets them, he lets them go. Yeah. Um, so they stick, uh, they go to a super secret base that's in a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and put Reva- uh, Obi-Wan in the Bacta, and he doesn't have... Reva, we didn't talk about, I'm sorry, because um, that's the next episode. Um, right. Tala is going to take, like, 
Obi-Wan is like, I have to go face him. Like, you get her out of here, which is a thing that happens multiple times in the show as well. And Tala takes her, takes Leia through the secret passageway. And at a certain point, Leia is like, I can make the rest of the way myself. Like, you need to go help Obi-Wan. Like, he needs you. And Mm -hmm. she goes off on her own when Tala goes to rescue Obi-Wan. But Reva finds the entrance to this place and captures her instead. Which is what's going to lead us into the next episode. Obi-Wan does get to the base, but he gets there alone. Right. And they stick... uh, uh, Anyway, so they start him next, uh, and he's in the Bacta, Mm -hmm. um, which I love. Uh, Yeah. He doesn't have the weird Bacta dreams that um, Boba Fett had. Okay, yeah. He Um, doesn't have, like, flashback dreams, but he does, like... They cut back and forth between him in the Bacta and Anakin in the Bacta, and I don't know if they can like sense each other or if it's just visual symmetry, but I think it's visual symmetry, but maybe they're both, I don't know. Vader is like, I don't say embracing it. He's been through this. He's been doing this for a decade and Obi-Wan right. is like struggling and suffering and realizes is aware of what he did to Anakin and like pulls himself out before he's ready. Even. Right. Um, Oh, and we get uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh huh, playing um, Roken. I like him. Yeah, yeah, Roken's a cool character. I hope he shows up in Andor. Uh, it would be a great place for him to show up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. There's a few characters that I feel like could show up in Andor in this. Um. Just because it's going to be what five years later. Yeah. Andor is going to start. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, and they're basically like, oh, yeah, she's being taken to the Inquisitorius. We get this is like a heist episode. It's a heist episode. Uh, because Leia's being interrogated by the Inquisitor and she's a badass. She doesn't give anything. She doesn't give anything. Uh, um, There's a there's a moment here that I really like. Right. Where like we know I never thought of it this way. When it happens in New Hope, but there's that moment in New Hope where they're going to interrogate Leia, 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 and later, um, Vader says to Tarkin that she's like surprisingly resilient to the mind probe. And I never thought of the mind probe being the sort of same thing that like Reva does here or that Kylo Ren does to Rey. Yeah. But, like, it's exactly the same moment that Kylo has with Rey, where he's like, she's stronger than she knows. Like, he couldn't get the information out of her. And so, like, little Leia just being like, are we having a staring contest? (laughs) Makes me really happy. It makes me really happy. It's great. I loved it. So there's a lot in this that mirrors episode four, right? Yes. You've got Leia's interrogation. You're trying to go into an Imperial base to break out Leia. Obi-Wan is in full Jedi garb, sneaking around an Imperial base, uh, not very stealthily, um, which also happens in episode four. And it yes. made me laugh. I was like, yes. oh, my God, this is exactly. He even uh, does the, the little like force. Yep. Uh, distraction to and, get the, yeah. the stormtroopers to walk the other direction. Yeah. Um, How but do you also, feel about the Jedi tomb here? I Almost almost there. Almost okay. there. Uh uh, also, this whole episode is very Fallen Order. It is uh, very because Fallen there's Order. The, he gets towards the, the end of way. Fallen Order, it's basically they get in the exact same way. 
they don't uh which to me it tells me that after fallen order they didn't really secure any like they didn't do any no, additional they didn't do any additional work like uh security measures or anything like that so yeah it's basically just like the same this will uh, never happen again yeah there's no way <laughs> there's um, no way but yeah the jedi tomb um i don't have any strong feelings about it other than it's just kind of funny it's like, kind of sad. They like, just what? keep Jedi in. Like, they don't really say why they're keeping these Jedi. No, um, just that they are. It's. Uh, they look like the the mosquitoes in Jurassic Park. In yeah, Amber. it's like they're trapped in amber. There's. Uh, so they're gonna maybe tra- maybe Sinube? they will try to clone them. Yeah, Terra Sinube. Um, um he's uh, Obi stops between before another Jedi that I don't recognize. Um, several Jedi that I don't recognize. Yeah, they like linger on one woman, like a like a like a yeah dark skinned woman. I think she's just a, a Jedi. I think so too. Okay, but like, so. there's definitely the implication that, like he knows who this person is, and I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, and then he stops in front of a kid with like the helmet, like the the yeah. like one of the kids from Revenge of the Sith that the younglings that were slaughtered by Anakin. Like it's. It's brutal. Like, why did they keep them? I don't know. Maybe don't they, know. maybe they, it is the start of like a cloning thing. They're trying to get forced. Or maybe it's part of like breaking the other the 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 Jedi they capture that they're going to turn. Maybe. That could be part of it. There's probably um, a lot of like psychological torture that goes into like turning someone to an inquisitor. Yeah. Um Tala in this episode has a lot of trials. They really ask her yeah. to do a lot of heavy lifting mm-hmm. uh, and distracting and stuff. So there's a lot of tension with her. Third sister's kind of onto her. Uh, and then her cover's blown, basically. Um, but they get away. Yeah, they get away. Except the way they get away. Uh-huh. Um, there's the scene with uh, the with Obi-Wan basically holding the glass together. Yeah. Once again, Fallen Order, almost identical shot of uh, Vader trying to hold the glass in that same hallway, which yeah. again, they literally have not learned. No. Um, what how do, do we feel about the base yeah. of Fortress Underwater? Got to worry yeah. about windows. It's like, just guys, play Bioshock. Like, yeah. Let's learn. Get rid of your windows. Um, yeah. Um, the other uh, internet complaining moment, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> hiding uh, Leia in his cloak. I loved this. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought I it was thought really it was funny. Great. Like he does not like. Let's they don't be need honest. to work for a very long amount of time. Yeah, and also he does not look like an imperial officer in no. that cloak. No, like, at all. Look at that beard. Like, no, no other, no other imperial officers wearing like a long jacket. Exactly. Like that's just not in their dress code. Um, but yeah. It's not meant to be convincing. It's just meant to be uh, like convincing yeah. enough to just get out while in the chaos. Yeah. Um, they are rescued by those T forty sevens that we talked about earlier with yep. the really bad CGI. Or not even the CGI looks fine. It's just it's like just how it was limited. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. Oh, yeah, poor they Wade. blast their way out, and Wade, Wade, who we literally we hardly knew ye. We hardly knew um, we met you I feel like the, the two of those pilots were, like, a thing, because she's, like, real devastated. And that's the only way you could be devastated over someone, is if you're no, romantically involved. No, but I just, involved. like, either they've, like, it just feels like they have, like, a lot of history together, if that was, if, if, uh. Sure. 
you know, they've probably been working at Vulcan for like a decade. So maybe not a whole decade, but still. Yeah. It's tragic. Um, Sure. We're supposed to be sad about him, even if I don't have any. Yeah, it didn't really work. (laughs) It's like, I don't know who this person is. No. We see so many nameless pilots die. At this point, it's another nameless it's pilot. Just another that died. Pilot. Well, he's not nameless. Uh, His name is Wade. Tim, show be respectful. Well, I've played squadrons and I've died many times. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not that bad. Um, I don't think Wade's going to respond, buddy. No. Well, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> we literally don't know. It's Star Wars. Um, maybe if he he has to, he will respond if he's too angry to die. Oh. Um, which is that was Maul's secret. So, well, yeah. um, next episode we get that uh, Obi Wan Anakin flashback that we talked about. Yep, um, it's them fighting pre Attack of the Clones. It is like intercut with the rest of this episode, which is an assault oh. on the base on <laughs> um, I don't know the name of the planet off the top of my yeah. head right now. Jabim. Yeah, Jabim. Jabim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get uh, to Jabim. They uh, um, Lola's been turned evil by <gasps> uh, the third sister, and it's a tracking device. Now they know yeah. where everyone is. Which again, episode four, right? Yeah. There was so much in that last episode that was in a, uh, that was about episode four, basically. Um, so now the thing is, is they're on Jabim. They're trapped in there. Nothing works, uh, and yeah. They are immediately found by the third sister and then Vader. Uh, and they need to escape. So this is actually more like um uh crate episode yeah, eight at the end this of the episode. Reminds it's me a lot like of that. Crate. Uh because they're you know, they're kinda of trapped in a cave, they're surrounded, there's so many um Imperials and all oh, yeah. There's the moment where is the Grand? I don't know if it's the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, tells Vader that like if they lock down this fortress, they could they could hold out. And it's not the Grand Inquisitor because we don't know he's back yet. Uh, it must be Reva or the Fifth Brother, I guess. Right. Uh, who tells him like if they lock down this it, this operation, they could hold out the siege for weeks. And then we cut to Obi Wan talking to the folks there, who's like, he's not gonna. This isn't a siege. Like yeah. they're gonna get through. Like we right. need to get out of he here. He remembers as fast as from his flashback, basically. Yeah. Anakin um, will not stop. So yeah, so we get that. Um, they basically like send them all back. Obi Wan's like, "I'll be the bait." Basically, like, "I'll get them. I'll hold them off." Basically, yeah. and you guys go to the ships, and we'll get the whole thing working. We'll get the we bay doors open. And you guys can leave. Get. Um, yeah. Go ahead. A really good moment where Obi Wan and Reva are on opposite sides of a bay door that is closed. Right. And this is when they're like directly talking about everything. Finally, like we've gotten a lot of implications. Like there was a lot of rumors uh, and, and theories when this show was coming out that Reva was one of the kids who we saw in the intro sequence of Order 66 happening uh, on Coruscant where her uh, not. I don't think it's it's she's a youngling, not a Padawan. So um, the Jedi that's protecting them gets cut down. And she's left there with a bunch of the other children. Uh, it's not just any children. She's one of the children who, like, were personally uh, part of right. the group that was personally slaughtered by Anakin Skywalker himself. That's why right, she right, right. knows that Anakin is Vader. That she was there. Right. Um, exactly. 
And so she, like, reveals this information to Obi-Wan. There's a really emotional confrontation where she's like, he was your responsibility. Like, where the hell were you when he was slaughtering my family? The only family I ever knew. Um, This is the, like, inciting moment that, like, drove her revenge. Like, revenge... I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here, right? Because when, when, when we reveal that the, that the Grand Inquisitor is back at the end, um, he teases her and says like, revenge is the best motivator for for survival, basically. And like, Mm -hmm. we do see at the end of this episode, the next episode. No, it's this episode. What are you asking? Uh, we see, like, there's the fight that happens between her and Vader here on Jabin. Yes. And, um, we see in the flashback and then in the present moment at the same time that, like, she got stabbed through the gut. Like, she got stabbed through the gut as a child by Vader and survived because revenge is the best motivator for survival. Motivator for survival, right. She talks about, like, covering her, like, hiding with the bodies, of the other children, so they think she was dead until she felt them grow cold. Like, which was a little too topical. It was a little too topical. Um, the fact that this came out, the first episode of this show and the first episode, no, the whole thing of Stranger Things season four came out on the same day, and both of them open with the equivalent of a school shooting. That's yeah, it's insane. Is wild. Which was like you know. Two days I mean, after the one in Texas or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, like, that's like the no- thing. Like, if the the tragedy of our... I don't want to get into politics, but, like, the tragedy of our yeah. society right now is that, like, you do something to be contemporary, and then it happens again, and it's too contemporary. Right. Like, I'm glad that they went back in and put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Um yeah. But it's still really just devastating to watch. Um... I was thinking earlier about how, like, I want a story about how Reva fell to the dark side, but that is the story. That's the story. Yeah, we already got it. We got it. It's right there. Like, that's why she fell. We don't know why she joined the, like, how she joined the Inquisitorious necessarily, but, like, this is her fall to the dark side. It's watching all of her friends and family die at the hands of Anakin Skywalker. But also, not to jump too far ahead, her, what she does... At the end of the show. Yes. Is what, you know, because Obi-Wan's like, no, you chose not to, you chose not to become him. Yeah. Uh, but it also is what kind of awakens like, oh, like there's hope for all of us. I don't think he thinks there's hope to redeem Vader. Yeah. Um, But he's like, no, there's still hope to do stuff. But it's the same thing that like, if he had told Luke this, Luke would have been like, yeah, then I can totally redeem my dad. Like. Yeah. You know, we, you know, if, if Reva can come back, then, you know, my dad, can my dad back. can come back. Yeah. But like, but. you know, Obi knows that his dad has already slaughtered children. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, compelling though. Right. He recognizes in this moment, Obi recognizes here that like, oh, you're not hunting me. You're hunting Vader. Right. Uh, and so later, when they're on, when the the rest of the rebellion on Jabim are at are about to escape, Obi goes back again to surrender, quote unquote, because he believes that he can offer himself up to Riva 
and give her the opportunity to get the revenge that she seeks against Vader, giving everyone time to get out. And while she isn't successful, Which is, it's they do very get funny away. because he's like, "How can we work together?" And it's like they don't really work together. No, she just stay, lets him go basically, and then attacks yeah. Vader. Yeah. Um, a little weird, kind of messed up of Obi Wan, but whatever. It is um, kind of messed up of Obi Wan. He could have then he had already given away his lightsaber, but he could have like stood side by she, side. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know that the people that she's with would allow that, right? Well, he could have just anyway. They could have just she slaughtered yeah. the entire. That would have been very uh, Riva, though. But anyway, that would have been um, Riva. so yeah. Um, the the one thing I'll say left left is when the when all the rebels are escaping, um, we see. Uh, I just want to see. So basically, what happens is there's two ships, and they have one. The first ship in front of Vader set to like autopilot. And then, um, I mean, obviously, this is after Vader basically beats Reva and yeah. Grand Inquisitor comes back and like, oh, I'm back. There's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the two the two ships, one of them set to autopilot, the one right in front of him, and he just like rips it apart and there's no one in it. And then immediately after, the one behind it like goes into lightsaber or light speed, sorry. Uh huh. Um, and he just watches that, it go. He just watches it go, which is his, his thing. Uh, it's his signature. It's move. his thing. People were uh, like, but, "Why didn't he do that with the Millennium Falcon on Hoth?" And it's like, because he didn't do it here either. Yeah, he just—it's literally what he does. He just watches the things go. <laughs> but no, but I just thought it was so funny because, like, I just wanted to see like the thought, like the what, like the rebels planning that, like Obi Wan being <laughs> like, "Everyone get in one." Why we got two of them, and it's just like, well. We're going to set the first one to go into autopilot. And it's just like, that makes no sense. What? Like, well, no, no, no. Vader's just going to, like, destroy that one. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just destroy both of them? Trust me. He's going to destroy the first one. He's just going to destroy the first one, and then he'll be sad. (laughs) And then he won't do anything (laughs) to the second one. Like, how did that combo go? Like, (laughs) like, I don't know. I don't know. Tim, I have no idea. Look, they had to be like, this is, trust me, I know this man. I, it, it doesn't make sense logically, but I don't give a shit. It's great in the same way that, like, I love, I love the beginning of Return of the Jedi, but it is nonsense. It's, yeah, it's very nonsense. Like, Star Wars is just silly sometimes, and I can accept that. Yeah. Um. Um. The next episode, um. We, uh, so. Reva, the end of this episode, yeah. um, has been stabbed, and In she the like you do finds the communicator that Obi Wan has been carrying, the one that Bail Organa can contact him on. Right. Uh, Bail had sent him a message that effectively says, "Like, hey, I haven't heard from you. I'm really worried. Um, if if you're not coming back, like, I'm gonna go to Tatooine because Owen's gonna need help with the boy." And right. I think in this moment that she believes. Can we can we talk about okay? So like we know in the next episode that Reva is go, for people who are listening. If you haven't watched the show, like uh, like this is silly. We know that she's gonna go to like go after Luke in the next episode, and I've been content right. like wrestling with like why would she do that? And my theory right now is that like not that she understands that they're. Uh, 
Vader's kids because I don't think the message reveals that. I don't think, yeah. But I think that she believes that, like, oh, Obi-Wan saved this, this youngling, but he didn't save me. Like, I think that it's like there's like a pettiness here. This isn't to get at Vader. It's to get at Obi-Wan. It's to get at Obi-Wan. Uh, I definitely th- I definitely agree with that because I don't think she connects anything to it. But I do think she's like, wait, that farmer did know Obi-Wan. Did know someone. Yes. Did um, know Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and that for whatever reason, the boy is this important. kid means something. Yeah. Uh, to Obi-Wan. So I don't think she knows anything about Vader. But, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, she heads there, even though she's got a bad stomach wound. Apparently, it's not that bad. Um, it's not that bad. She's been stabbed in the gut before. Yeah. By the same um, person. Yep. Um, they, uh, they're, you know, they're on the refugee ship. Obi-Wan's like, I gotta go. Um, yeah, the the refugee ship's hyperdrive is out. They're not going to be able to escape. Right, right, right. Um, and Obi Wan is like, "Well, Vader's after me. Like, if if I go, he'll follow me. All of you can escape. You're the yeah. ones who are more important. You've been saving us for years. Like, let me save you. Like, you're the future." Right. The um awesome shot of the star destroyer fighting the small little That's ship. So good. Uh, obviously, to echo that first uh. Yeah, the first opening shot of Star Wars. But, yeah, um, still it's very so cool. good. Um, there's a little bit here that is like not essential to the plot that I really do like, which is um, Leia is trying to comfort the people on the refugee ship by like using Lola as like a source of comfort for people. And she tells Obi-Wan that like people are scared, but Lola makes them feel better. And he says, maybe I should borrow her, too. Yeah, I like that. Um, um, but yeah, um, so yeah, uh, we see, we briefly talked about earlier about, um, Baru and Lart and Owen being badasses. So we, that's where, this is the episode where we see that. Yes. Um, Obi-Wan goes down and fights, uh, like Vader's waiting for him. How do you feel about this fight? Like, I feel like the bulk of the conversation that I was expecting to have today was going to be like the 30 minutes in the middle of this episode where these fights are happening. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, like I, there's a good fight. I thought this fight was great, but, um, I, yeah, I don't really have much to say other than it was very cool. I, um, I have, Oh, Tim, I have so much about this. I've watched this episode so many times. I watched um, it like twice. I love the Obi-Wan invader confrontation in particular. I think that the, again, we talked already about the lightsaber coloration, but like we get the moment in this episode. The thing that I'm thinking about a lot about this series and about this episode in particular, uh, harkens back to something you said on our podcast, uh, a couple weeks ago about different tiers. Maybe it was just last week, different tiers of canon, right? There's a lot of stuff that happens in the show that we've already seen before, like the fortress inquisitorious and, like the moment in this fight where Vader's visor gets broken. Right. We saw that in Rebels. We saw it in Rebels. So, like, people who watch Rebels have seen this before. We had the interaction with Anakin and, and um, Ahsoka, 
And the thing that's important about that is, like, when you cut the mask and you see, like, Anakin is in there. Like, this is still Anakin. Like, Anakin is right. inside the suit. And this also, is the, not the a way they person. did it, they did it with the audio, where it's, you can hear Hayden's voice, but you can also hear James Earl Jones' it, it voice. It mixes in, really in, well. Yeah. It moves back and they forth. That, the they colors awesome. of the lightsaber come through really well, too, right? Because, like... It, he's bathed in red because of his lightsaber, but when the when the mask not comes off, when the mask is broken, and you would see Hayden underneath, and you get that moment where where Obi Wan apologizes. He's like, "I'm so sorry," and the the lightsaber, the color of his blue lightsaber, comes across Anakin's face, and he says, "This isn't your failure, Obi Wan." Like you're not the one who killed who killed Anakin yeah. Skywalker. It was me. I don't know and how I felt about that. I I feel like this is Anakin, like Anakin peeking through the visage of Vader in this moment in like a a visceral way because he is not exactly forgiving Obi Wan, but he is taking responsibility for like the reason he fell was his mistake, not Obi-Wan's. I don't think he, but then no, 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 no. I don't like that because then he's calling it a mistake. I mean, I, that's my verbiage, but uh, like, no, no, no. What I think he's doing is he's trying to like own it. He's like, Oh, remember the teachings of my master Palpatine. He would want me to be strong and powerful with this. And if I let my I, becoming Vader be the agency I don't feel of somebody like he's else. thinking about Palpatine here because when we get, I don't him, think he, I, I didn't, no, no, no. He's not sure. thinking about Palpatine, but it's more like, no, I have to remember my training as a Sith Lord kind of thing. Like this is me becoming as it's sort of like when Kylo is like, no, Ben's dead. Only Kylo, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, okay, whatever, man, like whatever you need to do to pump yourself up. And I feel like that's what he's doing here. But the one thing he's definitely not doing is trying to make Obi-Wan feel better. No, like, I don't think he's trying to make him feel better. It's how the line comes across, though. And that's why I don't really care for it. Um, I, I just I like and, the... it, and that's exactly what it does in general as it makes Obi-Wan feel better. like it's literally directly like to Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know. Um, I always kind of liked the, so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. That was Obi-Wan's own mental gymnastics to try to like, I find his way through it. And this is like, no, but Vader just told him. I like that we have different opinions on this, but I don't think we, we've been talking long enough that I don't want to like really dig into yeah. the nuance here. Um, but like for me, for me, it feels like. Like, Anakin is still wrestling with himself. Like, we get the back and forth of the blue and red on his face, and I think that it really is supposed to exemplify the, like, the fact that there is still good in him, and he is suppressing it, and that's when the red comes back through. Um, He is owning up to the fact that, like, no, like, I am this person because I chose to be this person. It's not Obi-Wan's fault that he's Vader. Yeah, but that's not really what, like, that's not what he says, though. He says, it's not your failure that did this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he, like, is literally trying to take a load off of Obi-Wan's shoulders, which is just so weird to me. Like, 
to frame it's it like weird. that. It's so yeah. strange. I think that the, 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 the verbalization is interesting because you're right. Like him saying like, this isn't your failure is like offering relief or like whatever to Obi. But at the if same were, time, like if you were talking him, to someone that you really hated and you wanted them to feel pain, but I don't think that's what he's something like, like that. That's why I think he's bathed in blue in that moment is because this is the good in Anakin. Still, there is still good in him, Tim. That's not what Obi-Wan believes when we see, though. No, that's not. That's not what we that's not what he that's believes. not what Obi-Wan believes. But that is what the camera wants us to believe. OK, sure. I don't know. I, I think it's a choppy. It's a it's a clunky line, I, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would be curious. People who listen to this, please tell me how you yeah. feel about this. It's yeah. Um, um, I love. Yeah, it I just love doesn't because to me it feels like yes, all the things that you're trying to say is like yeah, that's what the that's what the writers also, want. Us, it's not, let, me, let me finish for sorry. a moment. Uh, it's what the writers want us to think, right? You're right. That's what yeah. the writers want us yeah. to think, but it's not how the character would act unless he was basically trying to talk to the audience i think is the biggest issue for me do you do you think do you think we don't see enough of the good invader like like it's really, luke honestly, very much believes that they're still good in him no 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 it's not even so much that it, it's fine if you watch the like the original trilogy by itself it's that in because of lucas's kind of sloppy writing the only way he could show anakin going to be bad was to resort immediately to child killing yeah yeah if he just if he didn't if he didn't sh- kill children and he like slowly went like oh look the power is consuming him he could have it would have been much easier for him to redeem in the original trilogy just the way it is uh it's the fact that they went to that. child killing um is the reason that it's like I, I even I am like, nah, dude, you're not redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi. No. Like, no, like you can't just be like, sorry, I killed my boss. I'm sorry. You know, like, let me go to Jedi heaven now. You know, like, well, I don't know. This, that just doesn't thing, seem... this is the thing that is really disappointing about Star Wars. And the thing that I'm really interested in with Reva is that like we've seen redemption of Imperials before, but we've never seen like a true redemption, like any time a, a dark side user is redeemed they immediately die because they don't have to deal with the consequences of their actions and uh and so there is no there is no like coming back from what you did and i feel like lucas and the writers are aware there's no coming back from what you did but if you don't survive then your one good act is moralizing right this is like you're there's Countless Emperor tales. Constantine repenting yes. on his deathbed. Yes, exactly. I was just like, going to get okay. to that. There are countless tales of people on their deathbed, like confessing their sins, and suddenly that's good enough to get into heaven. Like yep. it absolves you of all your sins, and like that's just it's not the how the world works. Yeah. And so I'm really interested in the fact that Riva makes it out at the end of the story. I don't know if we're going to get more Reva content, but I would love to see how she, I would love to see how she lives with the consequences of her actions. Right. I Um, hope she gets involved with the path. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah, that does. That also makes sense to me. Um, I hope she doesn't show up in Andor as much as I love her. 
Yeah, I would like to wait a little um, while before we see her again. I'm sure we won't, but because I'm pretty sure they were shooting Andor way before she was cast in Obi Wan. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so that I don't. Oh, um, last thing I'll say on the uh, Vader Obi Wan fight. Yeah. Um, actually, two things. Okay. One, um, I love that. Um, in part of the fight. Obi-Wan just starts wailing on Vader's buttons on his chest. Oh my god, I yes! That was, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> no, I thought that was really good because you get at the, the, the last couple blows there, like, Vader falls back and you hear, like, the wheezing begin. The wheezing, yeah. I thought that was really good. The, uh, and, and when you get the, the, the helmet split open, you hear, yeah. like, the wheezing instead of the the breathing, the, the iconic breathing. Um, um, I also love that they hold hands briefly during the fight. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I loved, there's a scene. So after basically Vader's losing. Yes. Um, he's on his knees and, uh, Obi-Wan goes up to him and he just starts wailing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's that same, it's almost like shot for shot. That same, uh, shot from the end of Return of the Jedi with Vader on his knees and uh, Luke wailing. Yeah, uh, on him, basically. Uh, so I just I just love that parallel. Uh, I was like, oh damn, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, or was I was I? Am I mixing that up with a different scene, or was that this scene? I think you're correct. I think it is here. Um, okay, yeah. Um, because yeah, because I thought um, that was. I love that. Uh, there's sorry, we're just gonna keep doing more things on this fight. Um, yeah. there's the bit in the fight where Vader has the upper hand, right, and like basically buries Obi Wan under rubble, right, and Obi is like holding that. holding the the rock away, um, and. The thing that gives him motivation, the thing that gives him hope, Tim, is, is Leia and Luke. Like, the children of this man, this, this person that he viewed as a brother for so long, um, they are the hope for the future. He came down here to let them live. And that is the thing that gives him strength that finally really, truly reconnects him with the force and allows him to get the upper hand to win this fight. Yeah. Um, there is another, they're, they're both the new hope. Yeah. There's like something that's like really cheesy and corny about every time that star Wars is talking about hope, but at the same time, every time it happens, I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I think about like the end of rogue one where Leia gets the plans and they're like, what have you got? And she's like, hope. And it's like, that's super cheesy, but I also really love it. Like that yeah. is the motivating factor of star Wars. It's rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Riva, who, you know, was chasing Luke and then mm-hmm. doesn't... Luke uh, is... In classic Luke faction, Luke completely <laughs> knocks himself unconscious. <laughs> uh, falls off a cliff and hits his head. And yeah. Riva's about to kill him, but then she doesn't because she remembers when she almost got stabbed. Uh-huh, so she's, she's like holding her lightsaber up, looking down at him, yeah. and then seeing herself at his age. Ooh. And... 
Yeah. yeah. So she obviously isn't going to do it because there was never a point where we we're like, oh, maybe Luke's going to die in this. Um, no. But, uh, you know, and then but the funniest thing to me is like she goes back and uh, <laughs> like Obi-Wan's just landing like he just got here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, like the the time is so weird. Like, obviously, they're editing it to make it seem like it's all happening at once. But clearly, like the Vader stuff happened way like before. A- yeah, like, like flying through hyperspace takes exactly as long as it needs to. Yeah, it's it was it was hilarious to me that that uh, that part. But uh, yeah, and then they're just like, no, you're not him. You know, you're not Vader. It's a whole yeah, 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 yeah. And then Reva just like buries her lightsaber. No, she like tosses the lightsaber to Obi Wan. She dro- yeah, she drops it and is like, she she she's expresses that she believes that she failed them like the other children by not being able to complete this and not being able to like revenge them imagine thinking that like oh man like my dead kid friends are so mad i didn't kill this kid they're like so disappointed well so this is why originally i thought that maybe she was going like like there's no reason that this message would make her believe that these are anakin's kids yeah. But if she knew that this was Luke and this was, oh, I'm going to kill your kid because you killed all my friends and family, like, then it would make sense that she would think that by not doing it, she had failed because she hadn't avenged them. But, like, it doesn't make sense for that yeah, to be her very, motivation. It's a very strange it's, final Yeah, it's very strange. I, I feel like um, the last episode really fails Reva. Uh, like, like, and yet at the same time, like, I love that she comes through this and understands that yeah. she is better than Anakin and, and doesn't have to be a, a fucking murderer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, that it, it, weird ending, but fine. Um, and then, um, yeah, we're kind of like do the little epilogue thing where it's like, oh, Obi-Wan's packing. He's going to, you know, go say thank you to Owen. Uh, and give Luke his toy, and he's gonna Owen, go back to Owen. Leia. Lets him meet it. Yeah, Owen. Owen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Owen lets him meet him, uh, and then yeah, he flies over to meet with Leia as well. Just Return literally... Lola. So so Return. here's the thing I mentioned earlier, yeah. where where he tells he tells Leia like maybe I should borrow her too, and then when he goes to face Vader. He finds out after he landed, Lola's in his pocket. Like, I love that. I love that too. I think it's so cute. And yeah. so he he has to come back and like return Lola to Alderaan. Yeah. And so when when he steps off the shuttle, Leia immediately the thing she's most excited about is Lola. Yeah. Primarily. I love that. Um. Um. What do you think happened to Lola? I, I think, I think. There is a story that we haven't seen somewhere where uh, Leia is helping someone younger and that person is in peril and needs help. And she gives Lola to them. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably almost certainly what happened to it. Yeah, that's that's the Um, only way I can explain that, because I don't want Lola to be dead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Oh, and by the way, the scene I was talking about, I did get it mixed with, with a different scene. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, I believe, the fifth episode, that flashback scene with, uh, yeah. with uh, Anakin and Luke. Um, 
it's Anakin the, the, and Obi. Or I'm sorry, Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, there is a part where uh, basically uh, Anakin is basically beating uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's twenty two forty three, I believe, in episode five, and it's the admit you are beaten part, and Anakin's just wailing with two hands on. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's holding his uh, lightsaber up with one hand, and it's almost shot for shot the final scene of Return of the Jedi oh, so with good. Luke wailing on a f- collapsing Anakin, uh, which I thought was very cool. I'm like, that's on purpose. They did that on purpose, yeah. which is very cool. Um, I saw a lot of people theorizing that like each of the episodes was supposed to reflect like the episode, the first six episodes of the saga. And I, I don't know if that's entirely true, but I, don't I haven't see done it. The... I see a lot of echoes, but I don't see it I don't necessarily think it's like a confined one one. to one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of echoes all over the place, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I just wanted to say that that was part it's five, good. I believe. It's really good. Um, but yeah, so we, we pretty much wrap up. He goes, says, says bye to Leia. Leia. He tells Leia about her, his, her parents, it's which so, I loved. It's so good. Loved that. Where was this with Luke? You were not this nice to Luke. He never... The, Owen didn't give him the chance. Uh, no, he literally was oh, he in a told room. Him, yeah, 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 you're right. Like, he could have told him at any point during yeah. the flight on oh, the Hawken. Like, or just, like, chilling in his house when they were chilling in his yeah. house. Uh, like... Well, yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm not going to explain this away. In a, like, oh, well, the thing that, o- that Obi-Wan does here is, like compares Leia to Luke uh, not Luke, to her parents uh, yeah. and like Obi doesn't know Luke in the same way he like he hasn't spent yeah. as much time with Luke as he has Leia to be like these are the qualities you got from your parents but also he could tell him anything about his parents right and um, he doesn't oh uh, last thing the last costume that Obi-Wan wears uh-huh. Is a comic book costume, oh, which I love when they do that. That's um, fun from the new comics. Um, that's really fun. And then finally, uh, at the end, we get Qui Gon, which is we don't nice. really get. Uh, we get we get both Hayden, both Vader and Obi see their masters at the end of the that's series right. because you're Ian right, McDermott right, right, right. is also in this. Yeah, which I think it's so. I was I was mentioning that when my I was watching this again with my roommate. And yeah. I was like, look how spoiled we are. We got uh, Ian McDermott back in this episode, and we don't, we're just like, yeah, of course he's back. He's the Emperor. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. just like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's fine. That's fine. And then but we're like, like yeah, when it's he shows Qui-Gon. up, it's great. He's here. It's yeah. Great. And then no, Qui- oh, Qui Gon. Um, Being like, I've been here the whole time. You just weren't ready to see me. Yeah. Which is very accurate. That's kind of how I would it have said feels it. Too. It's very like, dude, much. No, he's, he's there the whole time. Their reunion feels very much like Luke and Yoda on Octo for me, where like Luke is finally reconnected with the Force and Yoda right. is like, missed you, I have. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. Oh, man. Love it. Don't get us starting talking about episode eight. But no, we'll get there eventually. I love The Last Jedi. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that like, I love the implication that even in death, uh, Qui-Gon was able to continue learning and figure out how to manifest himself. Which, yeah, it's cool. Uh, we see, uh, Obi-Wan slowly get better at it over the course of the trilogy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, 
But yeah. So yeah, oh, overall great show. Um, I thought it was really good. I loved it a lot. I'm really glad that it happened. I, I don't think I want a season two, but I, I do, do want, not want more you and Mc- I like I. It's tough, right? Like, if you give me more Ewan McGregor, I will eat this tasty morsel, but yeah. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, if it serves a story, sure, have them in it. Yeah. Um, But honestly, like, for me, how much more, like, I mean, I'm excited for Andor, don't get me wrong. That's yeah. a great new take. But, like, how much more between episode three and four stories do we need? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're like getting a lot of those and it's well, a weird, the thing it's a weird, for me, it's a, for me, it's a weird time period to do it because we know the beginning and the end of this time period kind of thing. Okay. We're just shoving true. a lot in there. This is true. However, so yeah, there, there is more content. There are more hours of story that take place between episode two and episode three than any other point in the saga right now, because we have seven seasons of the clone wars. That's true. So like, I think you can continue filling in gaps. It's just, it feels like there are more limited resources for a story. Like there are more, there are less people you can, not less people you can follow, but there are like less people we know that you can follow for story. It's really hard when you tie uh, the problem a is the to more, an individual character. The more stuff you expand in this episode, like, uh, or in this time period, Era. the more uh-huh. stuff you have to explain why it doesn't show up in the original trilogy. Yeah, that's true. You could add there as many a, Jedi. You could add as many Jedi as you want in Clone Wars. You can expand as much as you want because you know it's all, all going to get gonna, wiped, yeah. basically. Sure, um, that makes sense. Um. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But like, I just feel like the more loose threads you create in this time period, the more you have to be like, okay, why is Luke important then? If there's we don't Quinlan have... Voss and Caleb, you know, uh, and mm. you know Ezra's out there somewhere, and uh, what's his name, Cal Cal Kestis Cal is out Kestis. there, you know. Um, yeah, no, you're you're completely right, and I'm just thinking right now about like how drama theater or whatever for centuries has been millennia has been like the comedy or the tragedy. And I wouldn't call these stories comedies, but they're, they're hopeful. Like there aren't really stories that are tragedies in star Wars. There uh, are Revenge characters the that are tragic. Revenge of the Sith Revenge is, of the Sith is a tra- tragedy. But like, I don't feel like that's a, that's like a common thing. Like you could tell stories about the Jedi who don't make it. And, f- yeah. and and cont- or or characters that don't make it through. I'd uh, even I'd but even I don't know that that's satisfying. I'd say there's hope at the end, but I'd even classify probably Empire as a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, I would agree um, with that. But yeah, um, but it's just interesting because like I think Star Wars as a whole wants to be a hopeful hopeful storytelling. Definitely, and um. If you're going to be hopeful and you're going to have people survive, then you need to explain constantly where they're at or why they're not participating. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, I I think I agree with you here. Okay, we've been going for almost two hours. We should wrap this up. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's Obi-Wan. Great show. Great show. Can't wait for Andor. If you listen to the show uh, that that we're on, that we do... uh, 
I'm very hyped for Andor. That's probably my most hyped. I'm the most excited for that show, and I have yeah. been for a while. Um, I just think that's a unique story that hasn't been told before um, in Star Wars. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see more like like Cassian Andor at the beginning of Rogue One. What an interesting character. Like, dude yeah. literally shoots his informant, and he's a good guy. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. It's amazing. Like, uh, half, the, half the movie, he's trying to assassinate. Like this girl, he just met's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, cool, cool character. Um, so I'm excited. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for our, uh, for being patrons. Yes. Uh, first of thank all, thank you for listening. Thank uh, you for being patrons of Julian Genre. Um, yeah. We don't have to plug the Patreon, I suppose, because y'all are yeah. already patrons. But thank we don't you have for to plug anything. You, you guys are doing the maximum amount, yeah, uh, that that we could ask you to do, which is awesome. Seriously, um, if you would like to listen to our show, we are every uh, every other Thursday uh, we drop an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode will be a deep dive, uh, yep. so you can tune in uh, Thursday, in what, to uh, next... July seventh. Yeah, July seventh. But uh, if you um, – there's plenty of episodes backlog. We've been doing it every two weeks for over a year, almost a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a whole bunch of back episodes that uh, you can catch up. Um, or just – honestly, our show, I think, is better to just kind of like pick and choose the, the – You know, there's not a whole lot of like – Yeah, there's not – we're not doing – it's not con- – there's no continuity to New right. Public Archives. Like so you, you can, can jump just, in wherever you want. It's, it's an archive, right? That's it's the way archive. we called it, the archives. Is You can jump in and be like, oh, like where's the – I want to learn about, you know, this random Jedi and his uh, masters that murdered all his friends. Man, there's a lot of that in Star Wars. There's a lot of masters mur- – yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of – you could also um, go listen to us talk about the Dulocks from the Ewok show. Yeah. Um, Ewok show was, I just, it's funny that we have such a, I feel like doing these episodes, we have such like an affinity for certain Star Wars things. Cause yes. I love that Ewok show now. I think I'm going to watch more of the Ewok show, Tim. And when we started that, you were like, this is like the worst thing I've ever I know, had to watch. But it for was this. so fun. And the fact <laughs> that we got followed by the Endor Dulocks on Twitter, like just makes me um, want to like engage more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, it's all, it's all fun. Uh, anytime we do any of these, uh, yeah. some, you know, we do like the goof, like, yeah, we do a bunch of goofy ones, holiday special Christmas album, but we do some of the more serious one. We did the Mortis trilogy. Yeah. We did, uh, the battlefront two campaign. That was so good. Um, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, we do some of the, some of the more like, you know, straight and narrow ones as well. Okay. So, um, please check us but, out if you haven't, we hope you enjoyed this review. Yeah. And, and uh, um, I don't think we do our traditional sign off, Tim. I think we just say bye. Bye, but also Thank you for if listening. it's not But also if it's not in the archives. It doesn't exist. I'm going to say it. I'm not even, we're not plugging anything. (laughs) I guess, I guess. Oh, I have to, I have to edit this later. (laughs) That'll be fun.